Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome to episode 40. That's right. I said it. 40, 40 of the Brothers Brandt podcast. We had to bring in a special guest. This is, this is we're going to call it unscripted with special guest Andrew Field Baldinger, a.k.a. the real Adam Schefter. And we're talking football. We're talking football all tonight and the bold predictions for the season. Welcome aboard. Welcome to the podcast, Andrew Baldinger. Hey, uh, glad to be here. Uh, I would definitely like that introduction in writing, Rob. So if you can uh, get that to my desk by the end of day, that'd be great. Yeah, I'll type up the TPS reports. I'll get, I'll get the TPS reports out there. Now, for those of you listeners that follow along with me and Rick, um, special guest here, Andrew Field Baldinger, a.k.a. Field, is a, is a dear friend of the podcast, been, us, been with us since day one. Uh, you know, we're not just bringing on some random, random friend to talk sports over here. Andrew has quite the resume. Um, he, uh, he was at Georgetown as an assistant coach or assistant uh, uh, member of the football team there. Uh, you know, he, uh, he, he, he's been a scout for the NFL He's been a scout for the, uh, you know, uh, East-West uh, Senior Bowl in uh, Mobile, Alabama for, uh, for almost, uh, you know, five years now or six years. So Andrew sees the top, top talent at the college level, and he's also a scout for the uh, statistician scout for the Jets and the Giants this year. And a fun fact about Andrew is uh, he is slated – to be at MetLife Stadium six times this year. So Rick was just at the U.S. Open, one of the few people to watch sports in 2020 live. Epic story with Rick, and he was at the Jags game. And now we have Field Baldinger on here, who somehow managed a way to watch some football in 2020. Uh, and what an amazing story. So, Andrew, anything you want to add on to that? Uh no, I think you pretty much cl- covered uh, all the bases there. Uh, you know, uh, if it's a uh, Brandt brother discussion, I'm always down to talk. So a uh, pleasure to be here and uh, look forward to kind of breaking down what we uh, got slated for the season ahead. You know, before we start breaking anything down here, I just want to get a couple two cents in here. First, it should be noted that I think the highest accomplishment on Fields' resume is that he was a groomsman at Rob Brandt's bachelor 
and wedding parties over the last year. So that should be noted. Dear friend. Mm, mm. And I would also add that there are very few people in the world that I enjoy having sports conversations with on a high level, Rob. As you know, sometimes it can just become uh, like a one-way conversation if the person you're speaking with doesn't have a high intellect IQ for what you're talking about. But that's not the case here with Field. Andrew is a genius. I learn a lot from him every time we talk, and I couldn't be more excited that he's on the podcast. Where was that introduction, Rob? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. And, uh, you know, the last thing I'll say about Andrew is he is my insider information on all things fantasy football. But moving along, let's get to it. Let's get to the goods. We're going to do the best and the worst of each division in the NFL. And we're going to start with the AFC. We're going to start with the AFC East. And we're going to go to Andrew first and then Rick second. But, Andrew – who is going to finish number one in the AFC East? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. And uh, I think, you know, if you even ask the casual fan, uh, there's been a household name for quite some time with the New England Patriots. Uh, but you know what? I think that is going to change this year. Uh, I think the Buffalo Bills are going to be the crown champion this year. Uh, they are really building upon what they were missing. Uh, I think adding Stefan Diggs has been an enormous asset to them. And I was a little skeptical at first. Uh, you know, I was like, with the whole COVID thing, are the reps going to come in? And, uh, you know, is this team going to look up to par, up to snuff? And I got to say, they look pretty smooth, uh, you know, beating the Jets uh, yesterday on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Stephon Diggs had eight catches, looked like he already had some great chemistry with Josh Allen. And I think they got a little bit of thunder lightning over here. While we had Singletary uh, being kind of the household name uh, from last year in the rushing game, aside from Josh Allen, of course, uh, complimented by Zach Moss. This is a guy who was pretty – uh, elusive at Utah. I mean, for a guy who is uh, short statured and has some weight to him at a 223 pounds, I mean, the man looked pretty shifty. Uh, I like what he can do against that uh, front that the Jets showed. Uh, by the way, on paper, not like the worst front in the world. So uh, I think that they are really cooking here and really excited to see what the Bills can do. Uh, I don't think they took much of a step back at all. Uh, so yeah, what do you guys think? I agree with that. You know, uh, something should be noted that the New England Patriots have won 16 AFC uh, East titles in the past, uh, you know, 19 years. (laughs) So they pretty much had a stranglehold on this. Um, You know, I think the Bills uh, could could win it. Uh, I know it's not an exciting thing, but uh, I'm going back with the Patriots. I'm going back with the Patriots. Uh, I think they're going to win this, uh, win the AFC East again. Rick, who do you got? Yeah, so I've got the Jets drafting Sam, uh, excuse me, Trevor Lawrence uh, first overall next year because they looked terrible. And um, also, too, the Dolphins might be second pick next year because they didn't look that great either. I'm going, Rob, with yourself, Patriots to repeat as division winners. Until Buffalo knocks him off, I got to go with Bill Belichick. With all due respect, Andrew. It's all right. I don't take it personally. 
<laughs> All right. Worst in the AFC East. Andrew, let it rip. Yeah, um, I mean, we got to see all four showcase what they got yesterday. Um, and I think the one that showed out with the most blemishes was the New York Jets. Um, they really even, it's hard to believe, they did take a step back with their secondary, uh, especially losing Jamal Adams, who was pretty much their lone you know, spotlight there, um, which was really tough. I mean, and it really showed uh, yesterday. In addition, I know they had a little bit of roster upgrades uh, with the offensive line, especially with Becton. Uh, he looks like a ginormous human being. It is hard to fathom, but I, I don't, just don't see it. Uh, they really struggled yesterday, even like getting to the next man blocking. Little improvement, but not much. And uh, of course, now Le'Veon Bell has this soft muscle injury. That's not good this early on. Uh, I think they are also slated for a top three pick in next year's draft, just based on what we saw. Mm, mm. And I'm going to echo those thoughts. The Jets are going to finish in the basement. I'm projecting two wins this season, so two and 14. It's going to be pretty horrific for them. You look at leadership, you look at uh, Adam Gase, and that dude is not a leader. His, his first ever press conference of 2020 is he, f he felt, uh, you know, mad at himself for putting in Le'Veon Bell, even though he knew he was injured. Terrible leadership. That dude should be fired by game eight. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're going to be uh, first in line for Trevor Lawrence. Rick? I'm right there with you, guys. I'm right there with you. Let's get on to the next division. We've got a lot to get to tonight. We've got a lot to get to. We're moving along. Moving along to the AFC North. The Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, and Browns. Oh, my. Andrew, what do we think here? Yeah, uh you know, I'm a bit of a homer. Uh, I started off in Cleveland. That uh, was my first uh, professional scouting opportunities working for the Cleveland Browns, and I had my high hopes. Uh, but those were shattered uh, when I was brought down to reality yesterday when I saw how dominant the Baltimore Ravens were. Uh, Lamar Jackson, hard to believe, got better. Uh, he was able to make some off throws yesterday, which were spectacular. Uh, he looked more in sync with his offense. I mean, there just wasn't anything I can really say there that was like a weak point. They have had the best special teams unit in the NFL for the past 15 years. It's still a cohesive unit. Their defense bolstered up getting more talent with Calais Campbell, who was a huge X factor yesterday, and Derek Wolf. It's pretty bonkers uh, to just watch this team. I mean, I just don't know how you can say it that they won't be uh, unless like the Steelers prove otherwise. I think that's maybe the next best team, uh, you know, but right now I think the Ravens are going to run away with this and uh, make a long, long uh, stride into the playoffs this year. I echo those thoughts again. Ravens are going to take it. Uh, their team is just insane. Uh, uh, Lamar Jackson is a freak of nature and uh, watching the Steelers now, not too hot against the giants. Um, so yeah, definitely going to go with the Ravens. Uh, that team is probably going to be back in the Super Bowl or uh, uh, towards the Super Bowl, AFC Championship Super Bowl. Rick, who do you got in the AFC North? Well, I'm with you on the Ravens there. Let's put them in the AFC Championship game right now against the Chiefs. Let's see how they two fare against each other. Hopefully Lamar Jackson can win a couple playoff games this year to make it happen. 
I don't see those Browns doing uh, much of anything this year. They'll probably be in the basement. Rick, let's snake draft it. Let's snake draft this. You going Browns in the basement in the AFC North? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. I'm going to say that, too, as long as Cincinnati Bengals kicker Randy Bullock can get his shit together. You got to start making field goals, kid. Joe Burrow's running all over the place trying to lead this team out of the basement. Browns are going down. Worst team in the AFC North calling it. They're going to be, they're going to be six, and, uh, six and eight. Oof. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, six and say ten. six and ten. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> is COVID cutting this short, Rob? Are you knowing things that we don't? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the Bengals on this one. Uh, I mean, you know, Joe Burrows looks super promising, uh, but I still think the Browns have some ammo in there that we haven't seen yet. Uh, you know, that was really their first out with Kevin Stefanski, uh, working some kinks there. I, I think that they will be having some adjustments we'll be seeing over the next three to four weeks. Uh, but I think the Bengals are going to be uh, at the bottom of the AFC North. Uh, they have done some pretty great things in the draft. Uh, I think that they had a super strong draft, especially getting T. Higgins out of Clemson to pair with Joe Burrow, uh, who I think is going to be kind of that replacement for A.J. Green they envision. Uh, I, they got some weapons there, but I just don't see it coming together this year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, from a draft standpoint, I think it's one of the most strong – one of the strongest drafts the Bengals have had in recent memory, uh, but it's going to take a little bit for it to uh, come together. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, uh, not very often you get 27 picks in a draft. Um, <laughs> now going down South AFC South, Andrew snaking it again. Who do you have winning the AFC South? Yeah. Uh, I really struggle this with this one. I go back and forth um, and it's, uh, I think, you know, I feel like it's going to be the Titans, but I think the Colts will also uh, try to really sneak in there. I think they're a really good team too, but uh, the Titans, how could you say anything against them after what they did last year? They put on quite a show towards the end of the season. Uh, A.J. Brown in particular is a name that stands out. If he's playing at that caliber again, uh, I'm not sure who's covering him. He is just an Adonis. Uh, the dude is built so well runs so smoothly and the fact that he was a rookie it's impressive and of course how can we not talk about this offense without Derrick Henry uh this is a guy who is probably one of the most fun people to watch in the NFL uh they lost Jack Conklin this year so intrigued to see what they do on the right side of the line um and then Tannehill had a pretty good year too so you know really intrigued to see what happens but on the other side of the ball uh they had some personnel shifts and most notable is their recent addition with Jadavia on Clowney. And I think he went over there because of Mike Vrabel. Jadavion Clowney had his best year with the Houston Texans uh, while uh, Vrabel was the defensive coordinator over there. And I think he can really redeem himself on this one year contract. And he's going to try making himself the prospect he was supposed to be this entire time. You know, this guy who's supposed to be a double consistent, double digit sack number guy uh, absolutely annihilates the run. But, you know, it's been kind of hit or miss on games with him. So really intrigued to see how he comes along. And uh, I, I think that they're going to probably take the crown on this. Mm, mm. Now I'm going Colts. That offensive line is scary. I know they lost Marlon Mack, but now that Jonathan Taylor has a front row ticket uh, to pick up about, you know, 300 rushing attempts. Um, I really think the Colts offense is going to get it together. They have so many weapons and Phillip Rivers, 
you know, he's got a lot of weapons on that offense. He's got some good people. He finally has an offensive line. Um, shitty loss to Jacksonville, but I think they'll figure it out. Uh, it's not going to be an amazing uh, um, division. I think they'll probably win at like 11 and five or 10 and six, but I think the Colts are going to take it. Okay, Rob, I see you with that analysis. And uh, here's what I'll say. I'll, I'll predict that this division is going to be the one most up for grabs. I think it's the least predictable division in the AFC. Um, I mean, think about it. You've got Deshaun Watson with the Texans. He's electric. If they can get some stuff together, maybe piece that offense together, uh, improve on their first week one loss against Kansas City, who's the best team in the NFL by far, it wouldn't surprise me if they bounced back and did well. I like your guys' points on the Colts. Uh, big fan of Phillip Rivers, have been for a long time. Uh, would love to see them get to the promised land. Yesterday, the Jaguars showed us a lot of great signs, and uh, maybe Gardner Mishu is for real. So who knows? Uh, all those Titans points are valid, well taken, and they're probably the front runner. And who do you have in the basement, Rick? Again, most up-in-the-air division. Um, injuries, of course, are catalysts for teams not doing well. Uh, I think the Texans at the quarterback position for a quarterback who likes to run around and take shots, uh, you know, him and or the Jaguars, uh, one of those quarterbacks all of a sudden misses several games. Uh, I think you could see them in the basement. I'll go ahead. And as much as I don't want to say it, I'll say the Jags finish last. Mm, mm. I am going to say the Houston Texans finish last. I just love Gardner Minshew. I absolutely love Uncle Rico. And that's all I'm going to say about it. I think they're going to will away to not finish in the basement. And uh, who, do, who do you have in the dumpster in the AFC South, Andrew? Yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, I think, you know, what I'd really like to say what Rick said in terms of I think this one is very up in the air. Um, I just saw just based on week one uh, – boy, was that Houston Texan offense bland. And you could tell, boy, do they miss DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, this guy changed the game. And in my opinion, is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, and when you take him away, uh, you know, I just don't think that they're the same offense, not even close. Uh, Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks do not uh, fill in for that absence that he you know, fills. So I think that they looked bland. They, there was no dynamic offense there. Uh, and it's, it just looked bad. I mean, David Johnson is just not going to replace DeAndre Hopkins in terms of what he can do for that offense. And on the defensive side, I mean, it, it was just like tough to watch as well. I mean, they put D, uh, JJ Watt over Mitchell Schwartz where he wasn't winning any of the reps. Uh, if they can't figure out that they should be putting JJ Watt on a weaker side, I, I don't know what's going to scream out at them if they can't figure that out. So this was a really hard game to watch. Uh, and, and to me, it just projects that they're going to be at the bottom. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on to the AFC West. I think it's pretty obvious it's going to be the Chiefs, but Andrew, I'll let you go. Yeah, um, I think you hit the nail on the head right there, uh, Rob. I think you could probably have a really, really lucrative career in scouting. Uh, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are also going to be the uh, number one team in the AFC West. Uh, what Mahomes does is uh, 
I don't know. I, it's hard to say I've ever seen anything in my lifetime uh, as incredible as what he's doing uh, at the quarterback position. Uh, he's amazing. And of course, the weapons that they have, it, there's too much speed. There's just too much speed on that offense uh, for teams to keep up with. So as long as they got uh, Kelsey feeling healthy and everyone else in all cylinders, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't have a cakewalk through the AFC West and their defense. You know what? It's, it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's, it's nothing to write home about, but it's uh, as long as the offense is on the field, eating that clock away, I don't think they have too much to worry about. I'm just going to leave it at the chiefs. Rick, you, you, uh, you take it away. All right, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. I predict that the Las Vegas Raiders are going to play Kansas City very well twice this year, maybe defeat them once or twice, will get in as a wild card, but Kansas City is going to win the division. Okay, so the Chiefs. (laughs) (laughs) All right, who's going to finish last in the AFC West? Denver going with the Bronx. I myself am also going with the Broncos. Andrew, who do you have? I'm taking the chargers on this one. Uh, Tarod Taylor uh, is a, you know, duct tape on a leaky pipe uh, until they put in Justin Herbert. Uh, I don't think that they're going to be, you know, really capitalizing on what that offense has to offer. Uh, I think that the offensive line looked kind of questionable the other night and on defense. I mean, they have a great defensive line, and uh, losing Derwin James was such a big loss to them. Uh, Nasir Adderley may be great. We'll see. I mean, he was a second-round draft pick, but it's tough to say. Uh, you know, what we saw, I, I just don't see the Chargers coming out alive on that. Uh, I, I'd, give, I'd edge the Broncos out a little bit more above. I'm, I'm hoping that Drew Locke, uh, you know, has that second-year uh, sophomore magic. Mm. Mm. I agree with that analogy. That was a perfect analogy of Tyrod Taylor. That dude is not a good NFL quarterback. I'm surprised he's still in the league. Um, and uh, the Broncos, uh, you know, tough losses, uh, you know, um, on, the, on the defensive side. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely going to be a factor. So I'm going Broncos, like I said before. Now we're going to switch uh, conferences and head to the NFC East. And I am really curious on on this one, Andrew. Who do you have winning the AFC East? What up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. Yeah. Um... You know, I think this one's probably a little more up for grabs than people realize. Um, But it's hard to say that this is like the Cowboys to lose. I think we're going to be in agreement on there. I mean, based on skill position, they're top notch. Uh, I looking at the roster, they're top five, a hundred percent in what they can bring to the table on the offensive uh, side of the table. But, you know, I mean, they had their right tackle go down with Lyle Collins and having an undrafted 
rookie start at the right tackle. And then they had Leighton Vanderesh probably go on the IR with Joe Thomas being the next up who played like 240 snaps last year. I mean, he's not later Leighton Vanderesh. Uh, so this first game was pretty devastating for them. Uh, but you know what, when you have that much talent, you just find a way to win. So I'm going to go with them, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone else comes in there and uh, takes the title. Mm. I'm also going Cowboys. It's their division to lose. They're probably going to finish the year at 10 and six. It's going to be a sloppy, sloppy division. Uh, uh, The Eagles were beautiful in the first half, trash in the second. That uh, defensive line for Washington is scary. Um, The Cowboys or the Giants, uh, Saquon's doing nothing tonight, negative eight rush yards. Um, so yeah, it's the Cowboys to lose. Rick, what's your pick? I'm with the boys. With the boys. All right, snake it back. Where are we going? Who's in the dumpster? Oh gosh, everybody might be in the dumpster in that division, including <laughs> the Cowboys at eight and eight. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's just throw it on. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say Washington. Eventually, things will fall apart. It'll be a train wreck as usual, and the Redskins will be there uh, to do nothing. <laughs> you know, Rick. Um, I will say, uh, I'm just spitting it out there. I'm not thinking of like all the storylines, but the storyline for the Washington Redskins with Ron Rivera and Kimo and them winning their first, uh, first game, um, that was really, really cool to see. Uh, but I agree, the, the, the wheels are going to fall off the bus and it's going to be the Reds. It's going to be, sorry, the Washington football team in the uh, last place in the NFC East. Andrew, who do you got? Yeah, um, I mean, just looking at this, again, it's kind of a toss-up with the bottom three. Uh, saw a lot of weaknesses with Philadelphia, especially when it comes to their play calling of, as of yesterday. That needs immediate improvement. Um, you know, Giants left a lot of question marks on the, you know, last year. Uh, who really knows? And with a new coaching staff and Jason Garrett, I mean, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch that team. And Washington, I mean, you know, they're a team that is considered the least talented of the group uh, per se, uh, but they found a way to win. And I think that takes precedent over uh, talent. You know, that's just a team that has this grit. It's that Ron Rivera magic touch. That's why they brought him in. I'm going to go ahead and say the New York Giants will be at the bottom, and it's not going to be by much, though. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. And now snake it back. We're going NFC North. Packers, Bears, Vikings, Lions. Who's going to finish number one there? Uh, you know, I think this might be, while we say the AFC South will be the biggest toss-up, I think this is the most competitive, and I could really see any one of these teams taking it away. Uh, I was saying, I'm going to stick with this. I did say Minnesota was my favorite coming out of the NFC North. Uh I, I think that they are so dynamic. I am a true believer in the Gary Kubiak offensive scheme uh, and that zone run. It's always successful. Uh, I did underestimate the Packers defense yesterday and uh, shame on me for even having a sh- just a shed of doubt on what Aaron Rodgers can do with no talent around him. I mean, it, he is remarkable. Uh, so let it be uh, Minnesota or Green Bay, but I'm just going to say Minnesota edges this one out, but they will be pretty remiss for losing this game to the Packers. Mm. I'm going p- go pack go. Uh, Devontae Adams will not be stopped. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is on a mission, pissed off that they drafted Jordan Love. So I'm going Green Bay Packers all the way on this one. 
Rob, I'm with you there. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers were one game away from playing Patrick Mahomes in Super Bowl last year. So uh, I think they're uh, yearning to get back there. I wouldn't be surprised if they made it all the way back to the Super Bowl. Pack, go, pack, go. Last place in the NFC North, Rick. Let me hear it. Oh, my gosh. Give me those bears all day. (laughs) Ah, bears. Bears, huh? Uh, I'm going to go Lions on this. Uh, I I just didn't see like what I saw with uh, they couldn't shut the door again. It's just, man, this is the Lions. I mean, they really just have this history of not being able to finish these games off and that's what this comes down to. The NFL is an incredibly competitive league. Uh, people play to the fourth qu- end of the fourth quarter. And the Lions just can't seem to do that. They seem to, you know, not clean the plate and take their foot off the gas a little bit. And that's exactly how the Bears came away with that win. And also, of course, DeAndre Swift dropping that crucial touchdown pass. But that's what it comes down to. You just got to finish your plays and Man, the Lions do have a bad history of that. So until I see otherwise, uh, Lions take the basement there. I think that uh, dropped pass from DeAndre Swift summed up their season in the first game in the final seconds. Lions as well in the basement. Now we're going to the NFC South. Saints, Falcons, Bucks, Panthers. This should be fun. Curious to hear everyone's thoughts. Andrew, why don't you take it away? Yeah, uh, I actually think this one's going to be a little tighter than uh, people give it credit for. Um, Of course, New Orleans is this team that is a cohesive unit has, uh, you know, I I think that losing a lot of these practices and preseason due to COVID uh, alters chemistry on what's going on with these teams. So uh, I'm a little inclined to give the edge to New Orleans, but I am very, very hot on the Atlanta Falcons this year. I think they had a huge 180 at the end of last year, and they played, in my opinion, the best team in the NFC West. We'll get to that. Uh, or excuse me, the NFC with the uh, Seattle Seahawks, so that's a more understandable loss, but I, I don't know. It just feels like a coin flip between the Saints and the Falcons. I, I really believe with what they have going on over there. Mm. You know, I, uh, I, I, this is tough for me. This is tough. The Saints, uh, Michael Thomas did not show up week one, uh, you know, injured towards the end of the game. Um, I just, I just think that the Saints just always find a way to win that division. But I do agree the Falcons are turning things around. I think the Bucks aren't going to finish first, but I can, I, I'll put money on it that the Saints find a way to finish number one. Yeah, they'll be battling for all the beads on Bourbon Street when this thing wraps up because I got I got the Saints all day in this one. Fields, what's going on with Carolina? Are they going to be in the basement? Because I guess they're probably the only option. The Bucks are going to win a handful of games, aren't they? Yeah, I, I think they will. Uh, and I, I'm also inclined to agree uh, with that sentiment that the Carolina Panthers uh, will be finishing at the bottom uh, just between – you know, getting Joe Brady as the new offensive coordinator, trying to figure out how to work uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Matt Rule. And that's a defense that is, I think their entire draft was pretty much drafting defensive players, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, So they knew exactly what the 
uh, issue was with last year. So having a lot of young players on defense and just trying to figure out how to get this offense firing on all cylinders, uh, that's going to take a season. So they need a ramping period, and that's the 2020 season in my opinion. I'm going to keep my answer short. Panthers, they're too young. Finishing in the basement, the, uh, this is going to be an exciting division to watch for sure. Very exciting to watch. Um, and going to the NFC West, Andrew, who do we have coming out of the NFC West? This one's going to be a thriller. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think this is going to be uh, one of the most fun divisions to watch. Uh, you know, you, you got the superstar Kyler Murray uh, just slinging out there. Uh, the Rams look like they were able to put things together and really uh, shut the critics up. Uh, I know they got a lot of scrutiny and, uh, you know, it's just things didn't look so great from the media perspective. Uh, San Francisco, I mean, you know, they were just at the Super Bowl trying to get back there. And the Seahawks, uh, I, I believe I uh, showed my cards a little earlier, and I do believe the Seattle Seahawks uh, are the best team in the NFC West and probably the NFC. Uh, I can't believe what they did uh, against the Falcons yesterday. They look really, really complete. Uh, I think this is their year of destiny. Mm. I'm going to go – and this is crazy, but I'm just going with my gut. I'm going cards, baby. I'm going cards out of the NFC West. Um, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the Cardinals. Rick, who do we have? All right, so here we go. I'm going to bring you gentlemen back to the last game of last season. And on the final play, the San Francisco 49ers were in Seattle. You might recall it came down to the goal line. Literally six inches was the difference between the Seahawks winning and taking the number one seed into the playoffs or having to be a wild card. San Francisco ended up hosting all the games through the playoffs and made it to the Super Bowl pretty easily because of that. Six inches differently, I think we would have had a different story last year. And that's why I say the Seahawks, they're going to be feeling it. They are going to have so much motivation They've got one of the best, if not the best, quarterbacks in the NFL. Their team is strong. Their head coach, Pete Carroll, is the best of the best, in my opinion. So give me the Seahawks. All right, Seahawks it is. And who's going to finish last in this NFC West? You ready? San Francisco. They won't even make the playoffs. And think about it. It's pretty common. Teams that go to the Super Bowl and lose – there's a slump almost every year. They don't make it back to the playoffs. San Francisco, forget about them. Mm, mm. I'm going to jump on that. San Francisco, they are, they are going to finish last in the, uh, in the NFC West. Field, wrap it up for us. Yeah, this is a uh, really tough choice. I mean, you know, I'm just looking at them. I'm going through the depth charts, and there's – they're just stars everywhere. I mean, this is such a competitive division. Um, I think I'm just going to give it to the Los Angeles Rams. San Francisco looks very, very complete on the defensive side of the ball. I think uh, that'll save them a lot of games. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say they have my favorite defensive line in the game right now. Uh, 
so talented and they can get home consistently. Uh, I think the Rams, they lack a little bit in pass protection. The run game is uh, questionable. Who knows who's getting the ball? I mean, Malcolm Brown had a good start, but, you know, Cam Akers was drafted really high and I think they have prom- they have a lot of uh, hopes and promises for him. So who knows? I think there's just too many question marks with that team. Uh, and whether they get answered or not in a timely basis is really up to them. So until I see something else, I'm just going to go uh, Rams. All right. And that about wraps it up for the winners and losers of the divisions. Uh, we're not done yet. Uh, I want to hear the uh, NFC MVP. Andrew, why don't we start with the NFC MVP with you? Hmm. Yeah, uh, this is uh, obviously tough. I mean, there's a lot of great players who come to mind. Um, But, man, I I think it's probably going to be Aaron Rodgers. Uh, This guy is amazing. Uh, I I just don't know how how else to say this. Uh, The guy wins games. He is so complete and puts his entire team on his back. When I think about an MVP, I think about a guy who can take your team to the playoffs. And not only that, but uh, is the heart and soul of the team. And to me, that's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, I just don't – I mean, think about what the Green Bay Packers would be without him, you know? I mean, probably a 6-10 and 10 team, you know, like at best uh, with love. I just have no idea. Uh, I, I think he's the MVP, and it's almost a staple that the Green Bay Packers are going to the playoffs this year. It's, you know, it's it's as uh, just as old as the tale of time, you know. It's amazing. Mm, mm. I'm going Aaron Rodgers as well. The dude was an absolute uh, workhorse and just dominated against the Minnesota Vikings, who you think are going to win the NFC North, um, which I do not think they will win the NFC North. But um, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers as well. Uh, Rick, who do you have coming out of the NFC MVP? Sure. You got two other quarterbacks that have not been brought up in this discussion, and I think they're being slighted as they listen to this episode of the Brothers (laughs) Brand Podcast. You got Drew Brees down in New Orleans, and you got Russell Wilson up in Seattle. Those two are phenomenal. Like Rodgers, the heart of their teams, without them – I'm not sure if they'd be in the playoffs. Ladies and gentlemen, my NFC MVP is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> For all of the reasons that you guys had mentioned. <laughs> all right, moving on to the AFC MVP. Who do you have, Andrew? Yeah, AFC MVP. Um, man, where to start? I think uh, – probably the most fun young quarterbacks in the game are all on this side um and it's obviously Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. Uh I think if Deshaun Watson was on a little bit of a better team, he would be uh it. He is my personal favorite to watch. I'll never miss him on a Saturday. The things he does are amazing, uh, but it comes down to getting the wins, and I'm going to go ahead and say Patrick Mahomes gets this one this year. Mm. I'm going Lamar Jackson. That dude is the human joystick 
and the Ravens are, uh, are my favorite to win the Super Bowl. I'm going Ravens on the Super Bowl on our next pick. But, Rick, who do you got on the AFC MVP? Gentlemen, I love it. I love it. You've got three quarterbacks that all got brought up there. you got Watson in Houston. you got Mahomes in Kansas City. And you got Jackson in Baltimore. All great choices. I think it'll come down to, like what you said, getting those Ws. Therefore, give me Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Love it. Love it. And then Super Bowl matchup and champion. I'm going to kick this one off. I am going with the Baltimore Ravens out of the AFC and the Green Bay Packers from the NFC. And I am going Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I will also say the Baltimore Ravens will be representing the AFC. But uh, I am going to go ahead and say my NFC team is going to be a little different with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks win by two possessions. Excellent. Good, good. Russell Wilson back in the champion circle. I like that, Andrew. Well done, sir. Well done. Like you, I'm going to give it to Russell Wilson. I think the Seahawks are going to be victorious down in Tampa Bay this year for the Super Bowl. However, I believe that they will be taking down last year's champions in the Kansas City Chiefs. That should be a fun Super Bowl. All these matchups would be fantastic Super Bowl matchups. So uh, let's root for a healthy, fun, enjoyable season. Rob, I know you wanted to get Andrew out of here on one final, very important question. Give it to him. Andrew, what is the color of the Gatorade that will be dumped on the Super Bowl champion coach? Yeah, I I think this is really the question everyone was waiting for uh, at the end of this podcast. So I'm going to give it to you straight. I think it's going to be Gatorade Frost. I think that's the flavor and color we will be seeing. Okay, Gatorade Frost. Love it. Is that the purple? That that is purple. That is purple. Very rare. Very rare. That is like that is a that is a diamond in the rough. I'm going with uh, with that red Gatorade, baby. That red Gatorade. Let's do it, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. You've got the purple frost, the coveted flavor. You've got the orange, the standard, the common flavor, and then you've got the red. But ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be the yellow. The yellow that gets dumped on Russell Wilson's head down in Tampa Bay. You can put it in the books now. Put Someone it had to in say the it. books. Yeah. Well, this, was, this was a lot of fun. Rick, I think you're dead wrong, but we'll find out in February. Andrew, thanks for being a part of the podcast. Appreciate your time. Uh, it's my pleasure. Hopefully uh, get to go on again. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, this is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Have a good one. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. 
That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with Alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.